6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. The fact that, you know, rules and regulations have been constantly changing over the past 19 months because of the pandemic and businesses, uh, small, medium, large businesses have all had to deal with remote working and cybersecurity issues. And there's stats now that are showing that more and more Canadian businesses and small, medium sized ones, too, have fallen victim to cybersecurity incidents. And now an Alberta man is working to change that. Tim Thompson is the CEO of Cyber Trends. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Tim, do you carry cash or credit only? Uh, I was just going to say, I got about $80 in my wallet, but I normally usually just do credit. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. more and more of us are doing that. Uh, curious to know when it comes to this, the, you know, the cybersecurity issues, and we've heard a lot about this over the past two years. Um, does a lot of it have to do uh, with the increase in the number of people working from home? Uh, you know what, it, it's both, right? At the end of the day, the bad guys don't really care um, kind of where you are or what you do. I mean, they're looking they're looking to exploit you in any possible avenue. Um, working from home has opened up a new uh, a world of challenges because when we, as we sit at home and we work, we don't necessarily have a firewall and all the protection that we normally do when we sit in our office. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so the challenge really becomes if you're a CEO or a C-suite or a decision maker, or anybody for that matter, right? If you're if you're working from home and transmitting, you know, you know, sensitive information, there's a there's a whole nother level that we need to take into consideration around how we secure that information and how we do it, right? So, you know, Tim, I, I think that there's uh, when when people think of security attacks on companies, they usually think of large companies, but this happens to small and medium sized businesses as well, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I just had a conversation the other day with the group and, and the, you know, the SMB space, uh, the bad guys don't really care who you are. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, they believe that the, the small and medium sized businesses don't put mm. the necessary effort or investment into cybersecurity. Uh, so it becomes an easier target, right? So if we if we think about back in the day without the internet, what, what did the bad guys do? They really walked down the back alley of a street and they they looked for doors that were open and they would walk into your house or your garage and they would they would steal whatever they could, right? And so what's happening now is the bad guys are scanning for IPs on the internet and they're looking for front door or doors in your in your firewall that they can walk through the front door and then they get into the network and then they they can steal whatever they want to do or they can hold you ransom and that sort of thing so the the small and medium-sized business has just as much to lose as the large one does have you been working have you been working with them could you share a story of what's happened to a, a business that you've worked with yeah, I mean, there's up, up in, in Edmonton. I was I was working with a company right around Christmas time, and um, and they had a they had a ransomware breach. They, they somebody sent an email in, and and they had a they clicked the link and they they held them ransom, and it, it it literally took them eight weeks to get their network back up and running, and their financial systems and the reputation damage was through the roof. And you know, it's it's not a lot of fun. Like the first three or four weeks of a, any type of breach is going to be chaos. Um, and, and it happens. It happens whether you're two people, whether you're 200 people, whether you're mm. 500 people. Mm-hmm. It, it's there, and, it, and it's real, and it's, it's a tough challenge to, to overcome. And what I, what I say to the, to the SMB space or the small, small medium-sized business, we don't need to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars. We yeah. just need to understand what you're trying to protect, how you're going to protect it, and then where do we put that investment? And, and I can help 
go about roadmap to do that. Yeah, uh, your company, Cybertrends, has a, a course, a cybersecurity corporate preparedness course. And if people want to find out more, they can go to your website. But I guess, you know, what are, what would be some of, before we, before we wrap things up, what would be some of the, the top things that people need to, and business owners need to keep in mind? Well, and that's great, and I appreciate uh, uh, the comment. So, yeah, I built I built a three day course to educate businesses and corporations, not individuals, because a lot of people don't know where our companies don't know where to start or end, mm. or where the investment needs to go. So, the the, the three day training is really taking a company through what cybersecurity looks like and how that applies mm. to their individual business. Um, but if we look at the top kind of three things that a company really needs to do. Uh, you know, number three is going to be end user security awareness training. Like I can't, I can put as much technology into a company <laughs> to protect them, but if somebody clicks on a link today on Friday afternoon at 3:30 in the afternoon, I can't control that, right? Yeah. So we need to educate the users to make sure they understand what a phishing attack looks like and what to, and kind of what to look for. Number two is you know an incident response plan and business continuity plan. You know, if if somebody you know, if there's an incident, if, if, if the CFO sends money to to a, a foreign bank, don't phone the IT group phone, and don't phone the police, phone the bank, the, the banker, so they can stop sending that money. You know, if there's a ransomware attack, then phone the mm-hmm. IT group, right? So the incident response plan really drives what happens. If this happens, then we do this. And the number one thing that I tell everybody and every company and everybody I talk to, you not you need to engage and, and use some sort of multi-factor authentication. Yeah. So it's a... It's a similar like you log into Apple, right, and get your, your little text on your phone. And you just that and insurance companies need to see it. They want it. And that's the number one thing that everyone should do. And it's amazing if you're not using that by now, boy, oh, boy, you need to you need to catch up. Tim, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Tim Thompson is the CEO of Cybertrends. You can check out the website for more information. Thanks for this. Oh, okay, he's gone. Um, all right, so that's uh, Tim. So you know what? Here's the thing. It's not just businesses, but individuals, of course, can can end up in a really tough spot thanks to criminals and, you know, uh, credit card compromising, even identity theft. Just you recently, like just a few weeks ago, Edmonton police, uh, they were investigating a drug trafficking ring, and it led them to an identity theft operation. Uh, a couple of people were charged with more than, you know, 60 different crimes, uh, and, and and the thing is, is that once thieves have your documents, it can take a long time and a lot of work to get things straightened out. If you've been there, you know this. If you haven't, I wanted to let you hear this story. Graham Mossman is the afternoon host on our sister station, 92.5, uh, the Chuck. The Chuck. Hi, Graham. Hi, Jalen. How are you? I'm good. What happened to you this summer? Oh, I'm dumb. Uh, <laughs> so I left a bunch of uh, personal info in, in my car, and I was living in Calgary at the time. And uh, someone, it was pretty common, people would go rifle through yeah. our cars. And so I came in one day, my car was all messed up, and I was like, oh, whatever, that's fine. Congrats, dude. You stole three bucks. Enjoy. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, I got these weird emails saying that I had money withdrawn from a credit card for rent which is big red flag, uh, owned my own house, did not rent, <laughs> so that was weird. Uh, called uh, called my bank, and we kind of worked back through, and it looks like this individual had found 
um, some of my personal info because I think I'd left some old tax papers in mm. my car, which is very dumb. Uh-huh. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. And, and they were able to call ATB and kind of get through and pretend uh. they were me with all the different info. And they stole five, six grand off my credit card. And ATB reversed all the charges. We went back. And then I got a phone call from uh, Calgary Police Service like a month later saying, hey, we found your papers. This guy also had like 200 different credit cards. Do you oh. want it back? I was like, nah, you can you can shred it, but now yeah, now I'm just waiting for another phone call because he's been charged and I had to do a victim impact thing and a, so and a whole big. So Graham, were you worried? I mean, you know, when when they have documents like tax documents, there's, I mean, you, social insurance numbers, that sort of stuff in there about actually like totally stealing your identity, maybe making something else and and going on and really screwing you up down the road. Yeah, it was terrifying. It's still it's still it still yeah. is, but thankfully um, we caught it pretty quickly and and I kind of reached out to all the financial institutions that I'm tied to and like let them know what happened they locked everything down and after took a couple weeks before everything to kind of be released again but uh yeah it's not fun don't leave important things in your car yeah what's your biggest what's your biggest advice what's your warning to others well, lock your car. That might be a good thing. Um, and, and any important info that has, like your wallet, mm. like don't leave your wallet in your center console yeah. or don't leave important info under your seat. It, it, sure, it's hidden under like a mountain of Wendy's bags, but they can still find it. They can rifle through. They can and they will and they have done so. Well, you know, fingers crossed that you continue to get out of this one fairly unscathed. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. We're all fine. Everything's gone great this year, so it must be fine. It's going to be fine. It's not a dumpster fire, right? Yeah, sure. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, Graham. Thank you. Yeah, that's Graham Mossman, who is the afternoon host at our sister station, uh, 92.5 The Chuck. And it's, and it's scary stuff, right? If if you've had that happen. My kid, the dummy, he left his, his passport. Because he'd lost his he'd lost his um, his license, like his card. He couldn't find it, so he had his passport with him for ID. He left his passport in his car, and guess what? The car got broken into. You can do things with passports; not a good thing. And if you've been through this, if you've had your uh, credit card stolen or your identity stolen, I mean. It can take a long time to figure out. And uh, I told you about my wallet being lost slash stolen. What about, well, just before lockdown? And, and, and what a pain in the butt that was. And how fast the guy started working within minutes of finding that card. He was at a bar. Then he was at a shopper's drug mart. Then he was at Fantasyland Hotel. Then he was at a casino trying to take thousands upon thousands of dollars out of my credit card like good luck buddy but it's amazing how fast they will work and what they know uh what to do frustrating frustrating and scary stuff thanks graham appreciate it